Hello, Rashida. Hi, Alani. Um, this is my good friend from college. This is my partner in Christ, my PIC. Um, we met our my sophomore year because I transferred and my freshman year. Yes. So um, if you would like to introduce yourself, yeah. that would be lovely. Okay, so hello everyone. My name is Rashida, Rashida Wallace. Um, I'm from Mount Vernon. That's a town next to the Bronx, Mount Vernon, New York. Uh, I was born in Rhode Island, but I grew up there, so I'm pretty familiar with like the Westchester area. I'm 22 years old. Currently, I'm a student. Um, I'm a child of God. I would like you to start off by talking about your coming up and pertaining to your relationship with Christ or whether you grew up in like a secular household or a, you know, faith-based household. Okay, um, my upbringing. So I started off, like I said, I was born in Rhode Island, but that wasn't really much effect. I was just like born there, but I did grow up in the town that I currently live in. Um, so I was raised by a single mother, Jamaican. So I'm Caribbean American, but I was born here. So like that's first generation. Um, I have an older brother, he's 10 years my senior, so um, that influenced me too, like not having a father figure in the home and someone who was the father figure was also my brother, so we're kind of like learning at the same time we were growing. Right. Um, yeah, so um, my upbringing, like knowing Christ, um, I started off like in my younger years, I would say about seven or eight going to church. Being Caribbean American though, you're kind of already religious in a way because it's so ingrained into the um, society, really. Uh, but yeah, it's so like ingrained into the society because um, there's really big, um, I would say not really like relationship, but like definitely religion is a really strong aspect. So my uh, family being Jamaican, very familiar with the Bible. Sunday school was like so important and going to church is so important. I think a lot of like Caribbean Mary kids can like relate to that. Right. So um, I was familiar with Jesus as a concept, as God. I was familiar with God as like almighty from a very young age and also like in Mount Vernon, if you're familiar with it, there's like a lot of Jamaicans. So it's like the right. people I was growing up around too, they weren't too far off from the same sort of upbringing and understanding that I had. So um, yeah, yeah, I think I had like Jesus around me and like other people familiar with Jesus. So it wasn't like a completely foreign concept. Um, but yeah, upbringing. So I didn't start going to church for real until I was like about eight or seven years old. What had happened was when my mother came to this country, or to that town, I should say, Mount Vernon, um, mm -hmm. I was really young, so my understanding might be a bit off, but she didn't have too many connections, and if, as far as people that she knew, she didn't really have her own. Um, I think I told you this. I'll just talk to you. So, <laughs> in terms of, like, connections and stuff, like, she didn't really, like, have her own, you know what I'm saying? So, um, it was a lot of, like, hopping around at times, and again, like, I was young, so my understanding could be off, but I just remember not being in the same location too right. often, you know? So, um... Yeah, I do remember though, there was a time, I think she just met a guy, we knew a guy, and got her an apartment, and she found this where she first came to this country? Or? No, 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 when we first got to like Mount Vernon. So my mom's been, I think, when she first got here, it was Rhode Island, and like right. my brother was already like 10 at the time, and then she stayed there for a grip, and then I think she moved immediately to New York, to Mount Vernon. I think for a second lived in Florida, I don't remember, but okay. in terms of like upbringing, it was that town. So, um, where we are right now, she met a guy, met a guy, and like found a room. It's the same room that we're currently in right now. Okay. And um, that same man also was the elder of a church. So he oh, ended up- Across the street? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My church is across the street. No excuses. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that guy is the one that put her on and like got her to uh, that apartment. 
mom was really grateful. I don't usually ask too many questions about like how like things went through, but that's the place that we've been at. And he was the one that, you know, invited her to church and stuff. Mm -hmm. So around that age, I started going. It was interesting, like, because it was never something regular for me. Like, like I said, like we were familiar with God as a person, but never like religiously like going to church and stuff. And even when we were invited and we did end up actually going, um, it wasn't consistent. So something else too about my childhood when I was younger, my mother wanted me to be like, like this Disney baby, or like, I don't know, like this. I always forget that part of your childhood. <laughs> yeah, like, so she wanted me to be a child actor, and my mom, I don't even, it's like I wasn't completely opposed to it, but I'm four, so. Right. It's like, <laughs> it's like how much opinion do I have in this? So, like, all of through elementary and a little bit of middle school, I would get taken on, like, auditions and stuff, and my mother would take me to different sort of classes, and, like, we had this one program, it's called Barbizon. A lot of people know Barbizon. It's actually pretty popular. I have no idea what that is. It's like a modeling agency class, okay. and then it turns into an agency. So, right. like, a lot of the times when we would meet, it was on Sundays, so it's like, you know, mm. wasn't really going to church like that, for real. So, like, I would go to church, but, like, that was kind of, like, priority, because her mindset was like, we gotta get out the hood. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it was like that. Um, but yeah. So what would you say your relationship with God was like at that time? Like, like I know time, you were yeah. four, but what could yeah. you speak anything about that or what it felt like or? Yeah, so when I was actually doing Barbizon, I was like around like, I think like 10 or eight or so, okay. but I started off with the whole like child prodigy actress thing around like that age. Right. But I would say about like, you know, four to 10, um, I don't really think I knew him too much. I definitely knew that God was real. Like, you know, my mother would pray. I know she'd pray. I know she'd, like, call out to God in, like, times of need. But I don't really think me and him had a thing going right. on. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't really know anything about him until I started going to that church. So I would tie that in a rip. Barbizon's, like, modeling. So I would tie that in with, like, the modeling thing and, like, the um, church thing. So around that age is when I started to get a better concept because I was going to church. Right. So... Yeah, did I answer that question? You did. Okay. Well. Okay. And your testimony. <laughs> I would like you to, however you want to do it, just yeah. talk about your testimony, whatever that entails, whatever the Holy Ghost puts on your spirit. Oh my God. Let it be known. Yeah. No word. Okay. So my testimony. Let me get my testimony. So coming to Christ, I would say, like coming to Christ. Um, like I said, I was grown, I grew up in church, so I wasn't, grew up in church, so I was familiar with Jesus as a concept, you know, like him being God and all that. Um, I would say the first introduction I really had of him was in church, and I was learning about hell because my pastor taught about it, and not a lot of pastors do that, actually, I found out. He would just say stuff like, oh, you know, you got to be saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, fire baptized. Right. He's like, he always had this one song, like, you got to get right with God and do it now. And he starts singing. I remember that. But it was always like that. It's like, if you don't do this and, like, you don't get to know this man and get saved, because that's the thing, too. Like, it was always a question mark in my head what saved meant. Right. And sometimes now. That's everybody, though. Like, when you first start out, you don't, like, you're like, am I good or am I not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like that. It was like that. So he'd be like, you know, you have to get saved. And if you don't, you go to hell. So I was very... Um, understanding of the topic like if I don't do this I'm a, I'm a suffer you know what I'm saying right. and so um, when I was younger wait what was the question like you know just testimony. your testimony yeah. but before you go I do like would like to say that I appreciate that your pastor wasn't shy about it because I feel like 
especially now churches all they want to do is say good things like they don't yeah, yeah. care about like conviction or mm-hmm. you know spreading the truth like they're so scared of stepping on everybody's mm-hmm. toes and offending somebody maybe that's like a you know this last decade type thing but you know i appreciate a good body where it's like no we're gonna like speak the word of god and like what it's really about as opposed to just pleasing your ears yeah he was also someone who taught me like you have to like you know read the bible for yourself so from a young age like starting at 10 like i knew that you know i couldn't trust nobody about it so i was familiar with that i still think my church has some hiccups though in terms of like you know really like they're saved but like sanctification and like Mm -hmm. all that which i understand now more as like an adult but um yeah he was definitely like on top of like yeah don't go to hell so um this is me around 10 11 um so what it was for me was like that fear of like going to hell that's something that always was just permeated through me but also like being saved i was very unfamiliar with the concept so like okay like i knew that it had to be saved but it was always a question mark of how like we said right and um my family so we're really into movies like we love movies like that's like our bonding okay and we'll sit down and watch a movie and i know you remember anybody else i was alive at this time remembers 2012 <laughs> <laughs> you remember <laughs> i had a feeling as soon as you said anybody that was alive at this time i knew it was about to be that movie it was 2012 like the, it was like okay should i explain for the people briefly yeah so 2012 there was this whole mayan incident like the aztec people they predicted in the calendar that the world would end in 2012 correction i think it was they stopped making calendars up to that date. oh really yes oh. and so everybody took it like oh snap there's no more calendars you know what that means oh, yeah okay. at least that's what my mom told me i could be very wrong somebody should google okay. it okay but yeah <laughs> Yeah, my understanding was like, okay, end of the world. But same concept, though. Right. So what had happened was, leading up to this, somebody, I don't remember the director, made a movie called 2012 in which the whole world ended. <laughs> and my brother, the genius he was at this time, was like, dude, like, let's watch this, you know? And like, okay, remember, like, I always had this fear of God. Right. So like, any time I saw things that were just so traumatic and like world ending like that, it always put the fear in me, like, right. I have to know this man, like, right. I can't do this hell thing, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. And this is me at 11, bro, like, so that's why you should tell your kids, because they understand, you know? Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. kids get it. So, we watched this movie, and I remember at the end, right, the world ended. <laughs> the, movie goes, the world ended, and, like, when I finished watching that movie, I was just, because the thing is, I don't know how to explain this, but I always talked to God. Like, I didn't understand him too much, but, like, I always, like... Yeah, know, had communication. Yeah, I always communicated with him. Right. Because I know it's something I could do. Like, I know... Right. Like, yeah. I just gotta talk to you for real. Yeah, yeah. So, I was telling God, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I gotta... I don't want to go to hell. Like, I was, like, really contemplating. So, my 11-year-old mind, this is the best thing. This is the only thing I knew about salvation. Mm-hmm. I have to get baptized. Because that's something else that my pastor was really, like, press, like pressing about. That's he, so interesting. Yeah, because he came from a Baptist church originally. And I think it's just the fact that Baptist is people. That's their whole thing. <laughs> right. Do you want to, um, while you're speaking, well, after you tell that, do you want to give the clarification on baptism of the Holy Ghost and then just a physical baptism? Yeah, I, if I can, if I can. I'll do it right now, though. Like, baptism... <laughs> Baptism. So the baptism I was speaking about was baptism of water. My pastor had always made a point that you have to be saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, and you'd always say like baptized by like the in water and blood or something like that. But all I understood was baptism of the physical body. Right. And what that is, that's like a cleansing process. Like in the physical, like you get cleansed in water. It's more symbolic than anything. You can recognize. Yeah. Wrong. No, I think. Well, I didn't know about the whole cleansing thing. Yeah. But for me. 
it's a symbolic representation yeah, yeah. of what you're doing spiritually of a yeah, decision yeah. you had already made mm -hmm. with God spiritually. Yeah. And it's just like you physically saying, like, I just want y'all to know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You yeah. know, I was watching a video that was talking about covenant, and the guy, the pastor, was like, the important part of covenant is like the witnessing of it. Like you have to like have right, an right, for it right, too. right. So it's really like it's the symbolic part, right? But um, yeah, in terms of baptism of the Holy Spirit, you could probably talk more about it than I do. But that's when you know you get the fire, like the gulfs come upon you, like you really say, right, 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 right. Like not even to put fear to it, which I feel like that's more important than anything. But I do understand like there's a limitation now, because I was 11 and I thought I was good, so. <laughs> but yeah, baptism of the Holy Spirit is the fire, that spiritual baptism. You have anything more to say on that? Nah, you do you. Okay, cool, cool. So that's as far as I know. But yeah, so at this time in my 11-year-old mind, I was like, all right, I got to get baptized because in my mind, so let me tell you the time period. We watched the movie at the end of 2011. <laughs> that is so funny. So in my mind, I was like, I have no so like, <laughs> yes. time. Like, yes. I was like, we have no time. So I told my mother at this time we had watched the movie. I was like, man, like, I'm thinking about getting baptized. And I was like, oh, that's so interesting. Uh, uh, uh. And, like, she said, well, you're going to have to talk to pastor about it or whatever. So we had a meeting or whatever, in, um, not in church, but after church. And my pastor was explaining to me. Because the thing is with my pastor, like I said, he's so concerned with baptism. He doesn't care about the age and all that. And there was only so much information. I feel like he was capable of giving me, to be honest. Like, I don't think he knew more than that I do now, not to, like, you know, compare the levels. But I don't think he was fully aware of, like, okay, salvation, sanctification, baptizing, fire. My pastor, yeah. Because, like, looking back at it now, he didn't say much to me in regards of, like, being saved and walking with Christ. I didn't learn any of that. That's so interesting, given your whole, he was preaching on the hell versus heaven and mm -hmm. died on the table and experienced it. Yeah, that yeah. he has no revelation of walking Yeah. So that's something else, too, like, because, like I was saying, I'm going to get more into it when I finish the testimony. Uh, but... <laughs> But, like, in terms of, like, leaving, going to college, actually getting saved, coming home, the whole pandemic, just sitting with God as a person, mm -hmm. I realized there's a lot that people weren't teaching me. There's a lot I didn't know. There's a lot of information right. that's right. not out there. Mm -hmm. you, know what, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's only going it's only gonna happen by reading the Word. Because yeah, even yeah. when you even watch sermons, yeah. they don't be cutting into the Word too much mm -hmm. at all. Like, you know, you have your select handful that, like, are truly anointed, but some people are just, like, just talk. You, Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's how I. That's what I realized when I like got saved. Got real. saved for real. Right. But um, back to this. So end of 2011. I'm like, damn. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I want to get um baptized. So I sat down and talked with my pastor. Such a short conversation. I don't even remember what he said. He was just like, sure you want to do this? I was like, yeah. And so it was December when I gave my life physically to uh, Jesus, as far as I understood. And, like, you know, did the thing as far as I knew. So that's, like, my first really introduction of, like, dedicating myself to him, really, and actually saying, like, yeah, I'm doing this for you, and really saying, like, hey, I'm done and I'm over this. Before you continue, yeah, if you would have died the day after baptism, where do you think you would have went? I definitely thought I would have went to heaven. Like, if they Where do you think now, being actually saved, where do you think you would have went? It's also about the heart, but I think this is a good clarification, especially for those aren't who aren't saved, because a lot of people really think baptism equals okay, I'm good now. 
I think in terms of my heart, this is a little bit hard for me to answer, but I think like right now Rashida would say like Rashida, that time was going to heaven. Okay. I think as far as as much I knew, that was all I knew. Like right. So what? Because there's also like with more that's given, like in terms of knowledge, more yeah, yeah. Like, the more that's res- like required, of more me. that's required of me. Yeah, yeah and more that you're judged knowledge. upon, the mm-hmm. more it's known. Okay. Exactly. But also, I have to say, I was very common with sexual sin at this time. Like I was a weird, I was a weird kid. The other one. <laughs> okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand part of it. Yeah, so. Wait, would you say you were sexually active at that time? No, no, no. Because no, I don't no. think the audience. No, knows. no, no, no. I was okay. like, I have to say it. Like, I was masturbating quite frequently since, like, the age of, like, five. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know that's what we were Very doing. regularly. Right. It was, like, my go to. Like, okay, I got excited about it. I was like, finally, nobody's home. Like, dang, I miss the bus. <laughs> you know? Right. But. Keeping that in mind, I don't know, I probably would say hell because the thing is, like, I always felt conviction about it. Like, from the age of, like, six, you know what I'm saying? Like, from a young age, maybe not four, but, like, when I started, you know? I think, okay, I understand that. But also, we know that our God, he doesn't remove everything from you at one time. Okay. So, like, okay, yes, you felt conviction about it. Yeah, yeah. But the posture of your heart, because he's not looking at everything you're doing at that point. He's looking like, okay, are you following me? Mm-hmm. So with that, but I don't know if you have that wisdom at eleven or oh, how you probably weren't eleven yet. I was 10. ten. Yeah, I was ten going on eleven. Yeah, yeah, that's why I was ten. You're right. Um, I don't know. I would say I would say heaven if we're talking like that because I didn't even consider that because I did feel the conviction. My thing is though is like I knew I was wrong. I right. knew I was wrong every time I did it. I'm like. The thing is, I also have this issue of being really hard on myself. Like, damn, I have, I messed up again. You know right. what I'm saying? It's like, oh, Rashida, that's really strike, strike, strike. Because also, remember, I have this concept of hell and like punishment and all that without the understanding of salvation and grace. So it's like, there was never really that equality and understanding that you know I could walk with him right. and like get better. It was just like all always on my strength, which is something that oh my gosh, I even struggle with that now. That's sad. <laughs> but like in terms of like understanding that there's grace and like accepting it, right. that was very familiar. So maybe I would say heaven. Okay. I just, you know, I wanted it more for a clarification for the audience that, like, doesn't know God. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, just because you get baptized, like... Yeah. Because everybody, they preach on baptism of water. They don't preach on baptism yeah. of the Holy Ghost, which when you're baptized with the Holy Ghost, that just means, like, you received God's Spirit, and, like, now you have somebody who's walking with you because the Holy Ghost is a, is a person. So, like, you have somebody that's convicting you, somebody that's telling you, oh, yeah. read your Bible, somebody that you're walking with to grow in your relationship with Christ. It's not just a, okay, I dumped my head under some water. Should be good for life. Like, it's like, no, this is a walk. This is a transformative process. Like, you should be becoming greater. Like, kind of like Kobe Bryant. I don't want to put him as an idol, though. But you know how he feel that. Did you get better today? Like, are you... I'm not familiar with Kobe Bryant. I refer to him so often to the wrong person. You do, you do. But yeah, like, it's like, okay, are are you getting closer to God today? Are you closer than you were yesterday? Like how, like what do you, that's all I'm going to say. That is an amazing mindset. That's the foundations of our faith. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll be late, I'll be late, I'll be late. <laughs> no, it's not a revelation to me, no, but that's an amazing mindset. Like, do I look more like Christ today? I like that. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Glory to God. But, um, yeah, to continue my testimony. So that's my introduction, really, to Christ and, like, 
my introduction to the relationship, which I think shows a lot even in my current walk. I think it's so important because the proverb says, like, show a kid up and how they should go. Right. I feel like this is so, like, the same in your spiritual walk, too, because looking at me as, like, a baby Christian, if you can even say that, I wasn't really saved, but, like, Jesus was a very important person to me at this age. Mm-hmm. But even looking at how I was raised in that and my understanding, like, even that affects the way that I have to, like, relearn things, renew my mind, you know, and, like, draw closer to him as he actually is because in that time period it was all fear based and I had no concept of like actually loving God and like wanting to be with him you know what I'm saying right so I think all that was really important but um so that was me that was me and that I ran on like that for like some years like I would say until I was like I don't even want to say 16 because there was a period between this age so I'm like 10 like 10 I'll say 11 because I turned my birthday's in February so it wasn't too far off that it became like 11 so I would say from the ages like 11 to like 16 or so um it was a little bit shaky it was rocky like I did go to church but it was all out of obligation I went to like different events and stuff all out of obligation I did not obligations to who to like my mom to the church to just like you know oh you didn't go to church you know church people like you didn't go to church today I'm being messing with the folk to be real with you yeah no I get that I'll be on my apostle for real but you be in and out exactly (laughs) got the words to preach exactly yeah, so it was all out of obligation, and also, like, it was very religious. Like, there's no other way to describe it, really. It was just, like, me feeling like I had to and thinking, like, this was good enough for God and, like, you know, I just should be doing this. While you're talking about religious, do you want to talk about the difference between your spirit, like, spiritualism with God, not that New Age stuff y'all be doing, between that and religion? Like, what is the difference? Yeah, I'll Some speak on that. I'll speak on that. So in terms of spirituality, like... I guess I should start with religion. In terms of religion, I would say religion is very much the effort of putting in works to get something out. I think the concept of religion, that's really the problem, is like you do something to get something, but it's also like, um, what else can I say? It's practice. It's practice. It's you doing something. So it's you being like, oh, let me check off this box and like get that right. done. In terms of spirituality, like that's when you can see like you're actually building a relationship so much more important, so much more influential too. And I think anyone who has left religion into spirituality or into like relationship with God can see like once you're in that state of actually knowing him as the person. Right. And I think that's so important understanding that he is a person, like this is someone you can get to know, like he exactly. knows you like it's very intimate in that way. Like once you see that, you can see how like all those things you were trying to achieve in religion, they get checked off the box anyway because now you're doing it out of love and there's I think it's the first John three sixteen. One of those is like I think it's that one. Can do all things through Christ. No, that's no. one advance. Uh-huh. It's one of the John letters, and he's like, um, "There's no fear in love because love casts no, out fear, fear right. and things have been made perfect in love." Mm-hmm. And that hit for me. That really hit for me because the thing is, like, once you're looking at things in that spiritual lens, relationship lens, it's like you can do everything he was asking you to, and now it's like you want to. Like, it's like being in a healthy relationship. It's like. I know you, I know what you want, and you know me, and it's like, I could work, to, I could do this for us, you know what I'm saying, like, I actually want to, aside from me just doing it out of fear, and doing it to, like, you know, make sure that you like me a bit better, you know what right. I'm saying, so I would say that's the difference that I, like, take out of it, 11 to 16, it was religious, around the age of 14, my mom stops going to work, at the age of, stops like, going to church or stops going, stops going to, to church, starts, like, focusing on work more, and even, like, other things, too, I think she just wasn't interested anymore, which, like, Knowing my mother and just knowing the type of people we are, she's not very much the type of person just to do things to do things. Um, I think that's because she has such, I get this from her, like this work-minded, ori- um, this work-oriented mindset where she's like, I gotta be doing something productive, I gotta be working towards something, and if I'm not, then it's like I wasted the day. 
which is like somewhat healthy, somewhat unhealthy because it's like what is productive, but whatever. Okay. And philosophy. <laughs> right? Oh, six that one class. But so I would say around the age of 14, not even 15, 16, I realized there was like this like gap in my soul, I would say. This is where the like God-sized hole started to settle in. This is also where I started going to high school. Oh my gosh. Wait, no, no, no. This is middle of high school. So this is also like me like high school, bro. Like high school is just wild. I went to a Catholic high school, so I was still hearing things about Jesus. I was still hearing about um you know, like I guess like not salvation, because the way Catholics teach it is like don't sin. They're very much it's a religion, so they manage like don't sin and they're like, um, you know, be this certain type of way. They tell you who not to be, they tell right. you how you should be. And that's just most religions, but um I was still familiar with Jesus as a person and at this time, and I think this is most teenagers, but like I had the God sized hole and I was like questioning things so much. So um yeah. I sh- huh? Yeah, like yeah. in terms of this is a lot of teenagers. Yeah, yeah, I was questioning a lot. And I think that's just most people who like are familiar with God at a younger age and then leave him and don't really know about him any further. No, I think that's across the board. Because across the board, okay. But yeah, that's how I felt in terms of like, you know, just be, knowing him as a person and then hearing about him in different ways that didn't make any sense to me. And then also like not having this church community anymore. I wasn't really on top of it like I was when I was 11 in my mind. So I would say around the age of 16, I started like going to church again. I started getting back into relationship with God, but it was still so religious for me. I think something important to know, um, around the age of 15, 16, I had my first girlfriend. I used to be gay, what's up with that, right? (laughs) I started dating, and I think that's also something else I should get into, in terms of like my relationship with men and women, but um, I was also, oh, let's do that right now. so something I should mention, um, my relationship with women, I'll start with the, the girlfriend, the first girlfriend. Uh, this was someone that I met as a friend. So I would say they more than one, more than one girl. Yeah. Not really. Not yeah. really. Okay. Continue. Yeah. Like dedicated relationship. <laughs> like one. But so this is around the same time when I stopped going to church and I was like filling that God-sized hole. I started dating. I was like, let's do that. Uh, so this was a friend that I had made. Um, I met her through one friend that I had through middle school. Some of my middle school friends and I went and ended up going to the same college, I mean high school. And um, I won't give her name, but like we ended up, this is like my sophomore year. And like we ended up getting really close. And by the time I think like end of sophomore year, like we were like pretty locked in, I think. And so I got into this habit of like really being um, codependency. I got into codependency, dude. I got into this area of codependency, and I think this on top of like the God-sized hole, like the void, created this beautiful environment for depression. <laughs> this crazy environment for depression to like really breed because I had an issue with. So the thing is, like, I knew God, I knew church, I knew religion. So I always felt the conviction of like homosexuality. That's something I've always really. Felt. Yeah, because yeah. you were in a relationship with this person for a long for a very time. Long time. To be I actually never told anyone this. So, um, so I actually remember when I had first started dating this girl. Let's call her Apple. So when I first started dating Apple, right, it was like um, I think about fifteen, right. Like I told you, I was familiar with God and something else too. I always I heard from God. Like I would hear from Him. It's so amazing. And I think it's interesting because I didn't. Like, I did, because I told you, like, I would talk to him. Right. And I would also hear from him, but there was never this click. Like, she, ah! I told you I'd be late with the revelation. <laughs> there was never this click, like, she, you're talking to God. <laughs> right. 
But around this age, like when I first got really close to her, I was thinking like, man, like I really like this girl and I can date her too. Because in my mind, I'm like, in high school, nobody cares what you do. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> like, so annoying. I really was like, dude, I can literally date this girl. I can start smoking weed. I can do anything. I can drink. Like, this is well, my That's mindset. what people think in college. Nah, bro. I was like, so bro. funny. I, well, in high school, I was like, this is so possible. Like, I can start right now. And it is too. A lot of Catholic kids are gay and atheists. Isn't that hilarious? Yeah, a lot, like, yeah. a lot of kids in that school are either gay or atheists. And I'm like, bro. Does anyone really rock with the whole Catholicism thing? Like, is everybody into it? Right. So I was already exposed to that. I met her, right? And I was like, man, I really like this girl. And in my mind, I was like, I could, I could date her if I want to. Like, this is so possible. There's some other girls I liked before her, but I was like, she giving me attention and also, like, we're cool with each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, There's we attention. attention. She gave me attention. Well, like, oh, they all gave me attention. So, number two. Oh, stop. <laughs> number two was that we were actually close. So, this is someone like, I actually, like, it's a friendship before it's a relationship. But, so, hey, you felt that one. <laughs> So, um, anyway. It's a friendship before it's a relationship. Before it's a relationship. Yeah, you meant that. So, we started chatting. I remember I remember I was. I remember what I was saying. I remember what I was thinking. I was like, I gotta ask this girl outside. So, anyway, I met Apple, right? And what's interesting is, like, at this time, she was going through this, like, uh, I guess, mental condition. And she was, like, physically sick at the time, too. And uh, what had happened at this time, she was in the hospital. And this is at the point when I got, like, closer to her and I was, like, more familiar with her. So in my mind, like, bro, like, this is so funny to me, but I was like, man, I really like this girl. I want to ask her out. And I was like, is she in the hospital? Yeah, she's in the hospital. <laughs> she's in the hospital. <laughs> she was in the hospital. Dang, this is probably, like, the least of her concerns, but I could just, <laughs> yeah, could just talk to her. Bro, that was that, like, why I said to I was like, shh, remember where we were? My fault, my fault. I was ringing off her phone, too. I was like, damn, she in the hospital. <laughs> anyway. I was like, <laughs> yo, like, my mindset this time was like, man, I'm falling in love with a dying girl. Like, that was like, Rashida, you could not be any more dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> I, was so, I was so serious, bro. This is the exact thing in my mind. So I Googled it. I was like, damn, like, what do you do if you fall in love with someone's dying? <laughs> and I remember this, okay, remember, I'm 16. This is the most intense thing for me right now. And I remember I went on this walk, right? And I was like, dude, this is when I decided, like, I have to act her out. Like, I have to date her. Like, I have to, like, make this annoying. I need to tell her how I feel. She could die. And so <laughs> I remember I went home. It was one night. I don't know if it's that same night or, like, previous nights. But these were very close times and periods of times. And um, I was lying down on my bed. I remember exactly where I was. I remember where the bed was because my mom likes to rearrange the furniture. Often. I remember exactly the position the mattress was in, the direction I was laying down in. And I was thinking, I was like... I want to ask her out. And I remember I heard God say, he was like, don't do it. He was like, don't date her. And this was before I was like, I even talked to her about how I felt. I even like, you know, communicated. God said, don't date her. You know what my response was? That can't be God. <laughs> All right, this is really stupid. But I was like, but I don't want you to kill her. <laughs> Sorry. I was like, I don't want you to kill her. This is me talking to God. Because <laughs> my mom, bro, your audience is going to think I'm so dumb, bro. It don't matter what they think. Exactly, right? In my mind, I was like, I was so locked in on doing this. I was like, the only way to get out of it is if he killed her. <laughs> so I remember I heard that, and I never told her that either. Like, even me being safe and all that, because I'm already telling her. I heard, I, heard, <laughs> I heard God say, don't date her. Like, don't do it. Four years of bondage later. <laughs> I'm like, 
It was just interesting to me. It was interesting, and like I went through with it anyway. Like it happens. I guess you could say I lost my virginity. I was very dedicated at the age of sixteen, well eighteen, of like marrying this woman. So we dated for some time. We dated for like three years, and I went away to college. Right? Um, you know how that goes. We broke up. Um, in college, though, I'll skip forward a bit. At this time, so I'm class of twenty twenty-three. I would have graduated twenty twenty-three. So I got into college around 2019, my freshman year, your first year at New Paltz. This was the time when um, COVID wasn't really like popping off until like the end of that year. So like, and fall 2019, crazy. fall 2019 was a whole other time. That was- well, fall 2019 was a very good semester. It was my first time going away to college. Something else too I should mention, before this, before going away to college, because I knew that I would, blah, blah, blah. In terms of like my supply list and packing or whatever, I just knew I had to get a Bible. And it's interesting because remind, like keep in mind at this time, I'm not really dedicated to God. I just know of him as like, you know, God. Right. And, um, but in my mind, I knew like, this is something I still wanted to do, know God. And I just knew it's something that probably wouldn't be available to me. I want the people to know, like I was very much a Jesus fan. I'll probably describe myself. Let me better describe myself in high school too. In high school, um, I was very much into Jesus. Like, I was always, because I told you I had this self-conviction of, like, homosexuality and whatnot, despite the fact that I was, like, in a whole, like, gay relationship for, like, most of it, I always had this conviction. That's something else I really came up to, obviously, in the relationship. But I always had this conviction of, like, God doesn't want this for you. This is not his plan in life for you. Interestingly enough, in my mind, I'm like, I gotta get a Bible. Like, making my school supplies list, I'm like... I should get a Bible. So I guess this puts you in like the mindset I was at. Like this is still important, you know. Right. So it's fall twenty nineteen. I met you, and um, this is a really good semester. I'm out. I'm independent. I um, I would say in terms of my relationship with God, I was using God because I was also like familiar with like the Bible app. Like I feel like everybody was, but I had a Bible app, and it was something that I think I used more so. I was explaining for comfort. And something I used just to, like, get through because I knew that there was a God. I knew, like, there was more to life. And so it was just a means of, like, upkeep. I wasn't consistently, I didn't even open up the blue, it was a blue Bible. I didn't open up, like, my little Bible that I had purchased anyway. It was just something that I just got into once in a while. And it wasn't until January 2020, so this is spring 2020 semester, that's when COVID started popping off, when I started getting serious. So what had happened was, it's January, um, we get back, it's spring semester, Kobe's dead, Kobe Bryant is gone. And um, this was just the beginning of like a series of things that was Not happening that turmoil. year. That really like, was like, wow, world is ending. I thought Kobe dying was like the worst thing. Yeah, it was wild. It was, I mean, I thought it was wild because he's just one of those names, you know what I'm saying? I thought it was wild because it's Kobe Bryant. Like, yeah. he's great. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was just surprised. It's like, I don't know, I want to watch that funny one, but it was like really surprising. And so I think that was just like the beginning of things. This was the semester though when um, we got sent home. So at this time, it's like, there's a lot of visible signs that things are going wrong. And what I was saying before, um, you, you were someone at this time who came in and you were giving all these, like, I don't want to say prophetic, but, you know, it was just end of the time type of thing. Okay, prophet. Okay, prophet. <laughs> it was all these end time things. And um, I was saying, like, 
I remember you were in the room because Alani was the fourth roommate. Like she Word, was I did, did not belong in that room, but somehow she, she I had got in. She got in. She might as well have had the key. Yeah, so I remember like you were around and this was the time when you had came in and you were saying like you were just declaring and saying all these things like this is like that end time stuff that people keep talking about. Like it was the end time stuff like and for me this the way this recognized or resonated for me was like this is all this end time stuff that like all the elders in my church keep talking about, mm-hmm. all this end time stuff that I keep hearing about, like this whole end of the world thing that I thought was gonna happen when I was 11, this is it. So in my mind, like this is really serious. I remember you was in the room, it was me, you, Carla, Shaliza, and you were talking about it, like you were talking about the earthquakes, you were talking about the bugs and all that, and you were saying right. like, oh I didn't even, there was something else too that had happened. You were mentioning that the, um, huh? Stop pointing at me. You had said something, and this is what really stuck with me, because you were saying things out of Revelation, and Revelation is that one book, like, if you grew up with church, it's like, yeah, we'd be scared. Like, we don't really want to know what he has to say to the churches, okay? Like, we do not want to hear it. We know it's there. But you had said how... And the thing is, too, because you were talking in the room and um, you were mentioning everything, but it wasn't hitting for everybody. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't hitting for anybody, but it was hitting for me. And, like, I heard it, and there was a honing in in my head. Like, there was, like, I understood what she was saying, and I was, like, getting it. And for me, there was, like, um, like a click in a way, because, like I said, it's that whole end of the world thing that I've been thinking about for the last 10 years. Right. That's finally happening. So I was, like, zoned in. And the way I had described it, it was, like, the fear of the Lord, because... I know God is real. I've always known him to be the only true and living God. So him, like, the fact that the world was ending and there were so many things happening, I was like, this is something to be scared of because at this time, I'm still, like, lukewarm. I'm still, like, not actually reading my word. I'm not, like, actually knowing God. Mm -hmm. I'm still in this homosexual relationship in which I know he told me not to be in in the first place. I'm still in my habitual sin. Like, I know that I'm not in right standing with him. So the fact that all this was happening, it put the fear of the Lord in me because I was like, you got to do something about that. And I thought that that was interesting, like, you saying that, like, I'm saying all these things because at that time, I was not saved. Like, I didn't get saved quote unquote like I mean I started really like walking with Christ like taking it seriously like okay like God like it's me and you probably if it wasn't beginning of March it was end of February and Kobe died either beginning of February or end of January something he died in either January or February so these things that I was saying mind you I also didn't grow up in a um church household or like with any knowing of God in a way but I knew these things to be prophesied only like reading Genesis 1 through like 11 like I so these things like I had known them and I was like yo it's really looking like like my eyes were open so I was like okay let's kind of get right or get left but like I wasn't saved at the time yeah exactly so like when you were saying all that that really hit for me and the one thing that you had said was you talked about the horseman and for me, like, that was... Hey, so- I was talking about the horseman? You were talking about the horseman, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you was the little spirit, okay? Like, he said, a vessel? Because <laughs> <laughs> you was talking about the horseman. And for me, it made so much sense because these are things, like, I said, I grew up in church, so, like, mm-hmm. I know of these things. I've heard of these things. And these are things that were talked about. Because my pastor, Frank, he talks about hell. He talks about the end times, even though I wasn't aware of salvation and how to get there. So yeah, I was concerned because I'm like I'm not in right standing with God, and I know for a, I work. That's because you know I'm still working in works. Right. I was like I work too hard not to go to hell. That's my mind. My mind at the time like I just know too much about God to be caught up. Right. So anyway, um, 
Yeah, so it was spring 2020, and they had sent us all home. Word. And um, being home, this is when I got serious. I, like, really sat down, and I started inquiring of the Lord. And I was saying, like, I wanted to know, like, I wanted to be in right standing with him, and this was a concern on my heart. And it was something I really wanted to know. So I started inquiring with him, but not, like, verbally. I can't say there was, like, specific prayer that I prayed. But it was just me calling out spiritually, like, my spirit to his spirit and saying, like, I want to know, and I want to know what I can do, because this is something I really wanted. Like, I really wanted to be in good standing. That was really my goal, just to, like, you know, make it to heaven. Like, not be in hell, really. I was very much bent on getting out of hell. That was very much my concern at this age. I think, like, 1920 at this time. And so I'm home, and I'm really sitting down. I'm inquiring with God, and I'm, I'm really contemplating a lot at this point, because things were, like, really, I don't, I mean, like, people remember it, but people really glossed over it. I feel like this was a really weird time. Right. Like, Things were stopping but still going. And it was nah, like, they was, well, I guess more so when we got a couple of weeks in, but it yeah, was stopped for real. I thought no. that was so amazing. We yeah. talked about the Penny Wimmy? Or? Yeah, I'm talking about the Penny Wimmy. Like, it was actually, like, there was a point where, like, yeah, nothing was going on. Right. Yeah. I thought, though, it was so weird because, this is my mindset, like, you can't do anything, but why are you still asking me to do this paper? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, school? I'm they was wild. And I have this one professor, it's not my testimony or nothing, but, like, I was like, you're doing a lot, and you're yeah. obviously a gen ed. Yeah. And we're home. Gen ed was doing Can you relax? Yeah, dude. I think that's what was really weird about it. And I think anyone in terms of academics and, like, I guess business, I feel like they felt that way. Because it's like, you still had to go to work. You still had to do your schoolwork. But everybody else is like, like, what are we doing, really? You know? It was like question mark phase. It was very much a question mark phase in human history. So, anyway, I'm there. I'm home. I'm contemplating a lot. And... Me just knowing as much as I do, I'm like, this is not nothing. God had done a really big thing, and right, this is end right, time stuff. Right, like, right. So I had to pray the Lord in me. I had my understanding, like, you have to get right or get left, as you were saying. And so, you know, I started inquiring about what I could do. And um, like I said, I called out to him in terms of my spirit. I called out in terms of, like, wanting to know more. And I was saying, like, there was this YouTuber, um, I don't know how I found her, I think I found her at some time in high school, because, like, in high school I was still very inquisitive, and, like, I still felt a lot of, like, self-condemnation and, like, wanting to get right with God, so I was doing, like, a lot of, like, research and understanding, even though I never actually reached that point of understanding, I think that's Timothy, I never really reached that point of understanding that I was looking for, just kept searching and searching, but there was this girl that had posted her username far away distance on YouTube, but her name is Becca. Becca had posted something saying, if you're doing this, you are a lukewarm Christian. I just felt the conviction to click it and to see what was going on. And she was explaining that she had this list that she said she had gotten from her church. And in the list, it was just like different activities. Like if you partake in our mindsets that you have, and this list was saying like, if you do these things, you are a lukewarm Christian. And something that she had done in that video that was like very important, like, and I don't think a lot of people are comfortable with doing this, but should be like, if you're really someone who's dedicated to God, understand that this is the one true living God. Like this is the only way, like there is no other option. She was very strict and direct in terms of saying like, if you do this, you go to hell. And that's something that stuck with me and hit me because right. it was my whole pursuit, not being in hell. Like, you know, that was my whole goal since I was 10. Like, you know, like the... Mm-hmm. That really hit for me. And she had said something out of Revelation, which, like, you know, I've heard before, and I didn't... This is actually the first time I heard this, and I, like, knew that it was Jesus talking, and I knew that it was, like, God's word, because right. I've heard this before. But he was like, if you're lukewarm, I'll spit you out my mouth. Oh, yeah. And um, 
that is something that got me because at this time, the way I know God is like, Jesus, like, that's my best friend. Like, okay, I'm not like the best person, but that is my best friend. So right, it's like right, someone right. I want to know. This is like a relationship in a way. It wasn't good, but it was like, you know, I know this guy. So just knowing that he like hates lukewarmness and like he hates that and that he'd rather me be straight up cold, like, yeah. you so know, on the other side. Yeah, like basically on the other side, like that really hit for me. And that was something I was so like, like it stuck with me. It stuck with me enough to do something. So she had posted that video. I watched that video. She made a second part. Said, "What to do if you're lukewarm?" Because you know, she's a godly. She's a woman of God. You know, she don't just give you problems. She give the answer. You know, okay. the answer. And so right. um, <laughs> I watched that video. I watched the second one, like what to do, and uh, what she had recommended in the video. Should turn off your phone. Shut down all your apps. Ah ah ah. And just start praying. Like start praying and start reading your word and start eating it. Like start getting into it. Like really get into it. So that's what I did. Like I watched the video. I did all that she recommended to do. I read through it. I read through what she had, like in terms because you know, like she has her description box. And I was getting I was trying to get as much information as I could out of this video because it was like a big deal for me at this time. And I think also the reason she posted it, I think something I should mention, like I think it's just because the fact that it was the end of the world at that time, like right. as far as we understood of it being the end of the world, I think it was just something that the spirit Holy Spirit put on her heart. So right. like, thank God, you know what I'm saying? Thank God for God. Like, I think it's something that the Holy Spirit was putting on her heart to put out there and, like, really, you know, thank God that he had that happen. Right. And, yeah, I just absorbed as much as I could out of that and, you know, took the recommendation. And I started reading. Like, I actually did that. I remember the moment, too, and all that. Like, I remember the day, the location, the color of the lights. Like, I closed the app. I think it was my laptop. It was a Chromebook. I had a Google Chrome from high school. Closed my Chromebook. Opened up the little piece of blue Bible that I had bought that I never opened from my shopping list. And I just started cutting up in the gospel. Like, I got into the gospel and I was tearing that joint up. Right. And I, had, I was also saying before, like, this time, though, so this is me getting into the word and, like, actually taking it as something for myself. Because I've always heard, like, you know, read the word for yourself. And I was always familiar with the concept. But actually, like, doing it for myself and getting serious and doing this on my own, not just in church, you know what I'm saying? Or, like, in my spare time or whatever, like, just when I'm scared. Right. This was, like, my first time doing that. And, like, I wasn't, like, having this radical encounter. I was telling you before, like, not, like, when, you know, you encounter the presence of the Lord. Like, it wasn't like that. It was just me getting into this. And, like, I know that day was important because it, like, started something. Right. And it was so crucial in the relationship. Right. Like, that's when I started reading the Bible, for real. Like, that was the first day I read the right. Bible. And I'm talking to you, like... Capital R, like, I read the Bible, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, that was that day, and, yeah, I actually, I, like, when I started, like, close the ass, I, I opened up the Bible, like, I went through some books, like, I think I got through, like, I don't want to say all of Matthew, but most of Matthew. Like, I started reading for a while, that was the first time I had ever done that. Right. You know what I'm saying? And the thing is, too, like, I think I'm 19, 20 at this time, like, reading the Bible, like, that's just, I don't know, it was such a bizarre concept to me. It's like, okay, you're a Christian, but, yeah, like, reading the Bible, why would I read the Bible? You know what I'm saying? And I was reading them, I like sat down. It was like a book, bro. Like I read the Bible, you know what I'm saying? So, but it wasn't until the following year because I had applied to be an RA. Mm -hmm. I applied for the following year to be an RA. It was really weird because it was still COVID. And that is when I really started to get to like into being salvation. So my salvation wasn't, it didn't come from me reading and like actually like inquiring of the Lord. I was also getting rapture dreams at this time too. And like an understanding of like my place in terms of rapture, if God were to come back, understanding my place, understanding, like, more of who he is. But I didn't really, like, receive salvation until that following, I would say, a couple months after that following school year. So what was you doing? I was just reading. So I want to say, like, my salvation didn't come from reading. 
Like, I was getting more understanding of the word of God, but it wasn't really until I actually, like, laid my life down. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so you was just, like, reading. You wasn't... Yeah, I was you were You were in a doer of the word. You were just... Yes. Over, okay. Yes, yes, yes. So gotcha. I was, like, reading and more familiar with who Jesus is as a person, but it wasn't until that following year. And this is also a time when I had my own room. Like, there was no excuse not to get into the spirit, like, get into knowing God. Yeah. And, like... <laughs> I remember now. You remember? Because remember when, when you had came over, because um, I was me and Arlie Tamo, so we was in the room, and then I took your phone, and I was looking through your Bible oh, app. Oh, yeah. He was like, look, no, don't touch my Bible. I was like, okay, this is freshman year, though. No, this was when you were in Minnewaska. This was your RA year. Really? And I was like, it's a touchy subject that you read your Bible? Like, I was like, why are you guys so, so Yeah. <laughs> Like, I was touching on you and stuff. I was like, I can't believe you just did it. I was like, uh, yeah, I remember you having a strong reaction. I was like, oh, I was like, I can't believe this just happened. Right. But yeah, I just wanted to mention that my salvation, it came coming so like, because me now, like, I no longer had the excuse of like, you don't understand the word. You don't know what's going on. And right. like, he gave me the rapture dreams. He gave me, you know, like the warning and all that. And so when I was like, you know, as an RA, like sitting alone in my room inquiring with the Lord, like I knew where I was and I knew my responsibilities. And that's when I really like gave it up to Christ. I was like, you know, I'm gonna give you my life. I struggled too with like habitual sin too. So at this time, this was the first time I said like, all right, I'm gonna give this to you. That was when I decided, like I told God, like, no, for real this time. Because you know what's interesting? He was talking to me about it. And I was like, because I was still reading my Bible and I'm like, DJing on my dis my disco floor later it's like it was really it made no sense and this is also the time like I first started feeling like conviction of this level right so like he started cleansing me out in this way where I like started to understand like like this is a relationship that's when I first started getting it and like I gave it to him like you know and we started like that and that was like the really the first heavy topic we ever had it together me and Jesus like you're just talking about like you know like you gotta stop doing this like this is not cool <laughs> You started talking to me about that? And yeah, it grew from there, though. I gave him my life. I was that's honest funny. about it. I repented of my sins. I think that's what it is. Um, I think it's John that says, confess with your mouth, do something else, and then you'll be saved. It's <laughs> <laughs> so important. Please read it for Yeah, yourself. believe. I think it's confess. Believe. Believe, yeah. believe that uh, he was raised from the dead. Yeah, so confess with your mouth, believe, and then you'll be saved. And I didn't realize, like, not even so just now recently, like, he was having me confess my sins, and he was having me go through the process of repentance, and he was actually sanctifying and cleansing me at that time. So that's how I know my good Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that's how I met the Messiah. <laughs> okay, Rashida, we'd like to thank you for being here, taking time thank out your you. day to do these many takes and thank jokes you, and you. laughs. Yes. Um, that's it. Boop, boop, boop. Bye.